welcome to Live Deliciously, the official, unofficial A24 Bracket Podcast. My name is Andrew Whalen. I'm Cyrus. I'm Dee Adias. And I'm Sarah Chambers. All right. Time for our second matchup of the night. Dee, do you want to slide us on in? I'll slide on in. Yeah. For this matchup, we're going to be doing the tragedy of Macbeth versus a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan III. The tragedy of Macbeth. A Scottish lord becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland and his ambitious wife supports him in his plans of seizing power. Released January 14th, 2022, um, based on the famous Shakespeare play, and it was written for the screen and directed by Joel Cohen, starring Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, and Alex Hassel. Against that will be a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan III, a graphic designer's and what the fuck is that word? Enviable. And <laughs> a graphic designer's enviable life slides into despair when his girlfriend breaks up with him. Released February 8th, 2013. Written and directed by Roman Coppola. Longtime collaborator with Wes Anderson. Starring Charlie Sheen, Jason Schwartzman, and Bill Murray. I feel like I should point out that... Um, a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan III, for anyone who's following with our bracket, was the lowest ranked movie in the entire competition. Although looking back, I think part of that might be because a couple of the sites that I used probably didn't have uh, ratings for it. And I might have counted those as zeros because um, I'm just going to say it up top. I didn't like this movie really at all, but it's not as bad as Slice. <laughs> not even close so the fact that it was like 30 seeds below it i don't really i didn't really get that um everyone was yelling at me before we started recording because i f- personally feel like this one is a closer matchup to me personally than glory bell versus the hole in the ground i felt like for me that one was an easy choice this one i mean i think i know the oh. choice here i think i know the choice here but it's very expensive I, to shakespeare i personally think this is the most absurd thing i've yes. heard i <laughs> did not enjoy the experience of watching Macbeth at all <laughs> At all. Like, okay, visually stunning, yes. But also, A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III is visually and, like, musically interesting. Uh, The movie, The Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III makes me very mad. Um, And I think it sucks that it it exists because it's kind of just like, all right, I'm just going to jump into it real quick. My whole thing with, with A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III is I was taking notes that were like, is this movie misogynist or is it a movie about a misogynist? And then ultimately my decision was it doesn't really, there's no difference really. Um, And this whole thing is just like, look at this man who is a misogynist piece of shit. And then he just like in the end learns no lessons and has a great time at his party. Um, Despite like, being shitty and like throwing a garbage can through an office building and he just he suffers no consequences for his actions at all and that sucks um so yeah fuck this movie i'm just gonna be real fuck this movie obviously i feel like other people have things to say about that i did not like this movie at all i felt like it was very misogynist and again he does he learns no lessons i was also very pissed off when he threw all her fucking shoes off the mountain that was really shitty to me and made me very upset yeah um but it it just fell really flat for me it was i was talking to d about this when we were waiting to record 
I love the movie Eight and a Half, um, the Italian movie by Fellini that's like very famous. And this felt like a very weak imitation of that, where you have this creator who's just been kind of sucking the life from women his whole life for his own creativity and validation. And then he learns no lesson and is forgiven. And yeah, it felt really flat. I didn't feel like there was a message. It felt very shallow. There were some interesting scenes, interesting music, but I didn't think it contributed to the meaning of the movie overall. It looked very, very expensive. That was one of my bigger takeaways, but definitely not a favorite of mine. Definitely in agreement with um, both of y'all on a lot of the thoughts and frustrations and just kind of what the movie is. Um, Really just going to note, like, at surface level, as surface level as this movie is, I do think it is pretty beautiful. Yeah. There's just a lot of, like, great pop of color. The way it's, like, kind of shot or blocked amongst, like, a lot of the actors' movements is pretty cool to look at. And I want to say this very lightly, but knowing that Roman Coppola is, like, a longtime collaborator with, like, Wes Anderson, I think there's a certain type of pacing and the way that, like, a lot of the characters or actors who also worked with Wes Anderson, there is, like, a small little bit of, like, some DNA around how some of the – it goes from scene to scene and some of, like, the tone and feels of the scene where, like, you can kind of get some of that similar effect to what you would see in something like Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. It's very light, and I'm not really trying to compare the two, but there is at least some appreciation that I had around like watching that. But I think it sucks that I have to keep that in mind that they have worked together with like Wes Anderson for me to at least have some of that appreciation. But as a standalone and in and itself, yeah, this is a movie that really went on for too long than when it really needed to do. But I did appreciate some of like the pretty things about it, whether that's some of its like sound design or the way it was shot. Yeah. I think the craft of this movie is really good. I think it's very pretty, uh, very well shot. Um, the the score is cool. Uh, it's just like the script and general plot of it is unforgivable, I would say. Yeah, the best part of the movie is not the movie, actually. Right. It's not yeah. all the other intangibles <laughs> that go with the movie, but the best part of the movie is not the movie. I thought it was it, it was confusing to like separate Charlie Sheen from Charles. There is no um, separation. I don't there was no. no separation. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if this is like a spoof or a joke. It seemed like a joke within a joke. Um I don't like Charlie Sheen to begin with. So it was just like, this is like a strike immediately. Like, I don't want to consume any of this. And then once you go into like, like Sarah mentioned, like it's very misogynistic, which is like, if you're going to do that, then like have it be a commentary for something, then that's fine. But it just seemed like it was just misogynistic for misogynistic sake. Yeah. Um, And there wasn't really any point for like why the individual was like doing these things other than like, he's just a shitty, you know, human being, which is like fine. But if there's no real point of this, then it just like it just came off as like a vanity project, and then uh, yeah, that's it. You know, like they made this movie because they could make the movie, but um, not that a movie always has to say something, you know. But this movie didn't say anything, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and on the surface, it's like it's trying to say something, right? Yeah, right. It's got like the structure of something that says something, yeah. and it's it's worse because of that. Like if this if this had just leaned fully into like a vibe piece, it would have been better mm-hmm. than being like having these like these like autori trappings and these like you know Wes Anderson similarities. Like it it's much worse for those comparisons because it's like completely lacking in any depth when you actually drill down to it. And this man is like a despicable human yeah, being. Like the, and this is the height of his like despicableness. Yeah. yeah and he does unforgivable things like the fucking uh, when he bugs his ex-girlfriend 
and he he suffers no comeuppance. He even gets like a nice like final moments yeah, they get with closure. her. They get closure. I'm like after... this guy is literally stalking you. Yeah. Yeah. So heinous. So heinous. Unbelievable. And that's another thing. Like the movie. It, that's why it's just weird as an audience member because it's like you usually want to see like whoever the bad guy is like get their due. You know? Right. Or if the good person like has put in enough work to redeem themselves and like all right like that's fine. But there's like. There's nothing redeemable about like anything that happens that takes place. Right. The bad guy doesn't win as much as just like he just remains the bad guy. Right. <laughs> you know. It's maybe maybe it's it's realism, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets to keep being shitty in Hollywood. But uh I, I did like his car. I want a car with sunny side up eggs and some bacon. <laughs> D we watched this movie together and uh D had to point out to me at one point that this movie was a period piece because oh. it was oh, yes. <laughs> completely unclear to me for so long. I also had to like look that up and confirm it. Right. Like the car. I was like, man, all the cars are like cool. I thought it was just like a a stylistic choice, which was interesting, and then it's like, oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just a stylistic choice too. The, yeah. movie, the film was shot on site, on location, yeah. in LA. So I would just thought it was like an LA thing. I nope. didn't even. <laughs> There's like no cell phones, and like the bug thing that he's using, he's got all those wires and stuff like that. I like, I like taking funny letterbox reviews, and I forgot to read them for um, the Hole in the Ground from our last recording. But I, I do have one for this one, which is Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Arby Plata Plaza, sweeties. I'm gonna get you out of there. <laughs> Which I do agree. It was very weird that both of them were in the movie. Very yeah. weird. Yeah. It uh, was like, that was a weird casting choice. Yeah. That was I, very weird. I feared for Aubrey Plaza because I was like, if they make her and him hook up, I'm, oh my God. I'm out of it here. Been too much. I'm leaving. What, that and the shoes, I could have never come back. Yeah. The shoes really fucked me up. I was really mad about that. <laughs> they framed it as like, a, he's coming back and it's like, he learned his lesson. He's going to get the shoes yeah. out of the tree. And, and that's literally what she asked for. She's like, please give me my shoes. That's like all she wants yeah. when she forgives him. And he's like, going to get the shoes and bring him back and like not be angry about anymore but no he's like he eats them off emotional thing is like he he succeeds to eat them off a cliff where he failed earlier and that's the difference um no hero's journey here no no i don't really want to spend any more time on this movie i hated this well well, well, hold on i mean andrew feels like this actually is going up to bat with the tragedy of macbeth listen listen listen. i mean i will say one thing i i love shakespeare took a shakespeare class in undergrad so i just i love it i have all of his works at home macbeth is actually my least favorite play of his so i am with andrew that i don't think macbeth is that like that great of a story however the film for this is like this not even competition <laughs> it's like not even close and macbeth is actually my favorite shakespeare i am oh. also a huge shakespeare nerd <laughs> and to me macbeth is like the best shakespeare story so we'll hold on to it but i'm very excited to talk about that we'll hold on to it obviously it wins this round i didn't ever mean to say that I thought there was a chance Macbeth wouldn't win but for me the distance between these two movies is not as far as the distance between the last two movies we'll talk about the tragedy of Macbeth soon um, I have a lot of thoughts I did not enjoy it um, I don't know that's I didn't know the story of Macbeth I, I've that I, I never read that one in, in school or like ever uh, really engaged with it so it was really difficult to understand what the fuck was going on um, but now's not the time we'll, we'll dive into that later uh, any- I think I'm just going to be like the movie poster because I just love movie posters. The movie poster for this is just like a banana. <laughs> oh, yeah. An unpeeled banana. That's that's it. Yeah. I- Which is very phallic. And yeah. I get that he's a graphic designer, but all right. Is You're not he? Andy Warhol. Yeah, that's his like. I know. I think so, right? Yeah, yeah. he is. But yeah, it's he like is. he doesn't do any graphic No, and then designing. he's like, I've got the best idea for your album cover. And they're like in a sink. Yeah. yeah. And then we and then we like close out by like being super meta and Roman Coppola like waves into a mirror. Yeah. And they all go, I'm such and such. And yes. I play it such and such. <laughs> I'm Mary Elizabeth Woodset. And I play this lady and all these weird cutaway jokes. This movie is so fucking weird. 
Vanity Project. Thank you so it's much. definitely yeah. a Vanity yeah. Project. It actually sort of reminded me of um, Tusk. Kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Which is like, I'm as I'm getting more immersed in A24 films, it's like I'm getting like, I can see where this is going. Like yeah. I'm getting those vibes of just like, all right, I can see that this is going to be a very inco- incoherent experience and I'm just <laughs> going to have to just like let it arrive. Oh, I did want to say, I think this is, at least according to Wikipedia, and I did not fact check the first yeah. A24 movie. Yeah, chronologically, it's the yeah. first one. Yeah. Uh, not a strong start. No. And also- This came up before Spring Breakers. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I did not- I do not remember hearing anything about this movie. I remember Charlie Sheen like being in some like I remember that, but I don't remember any buzz about this movie outside of that. I had no wow, uh, I like cultural remembrance of this movie whatsoever. I, I had just, never heard of it. Yeah. Never heard of it either. Yeah. And that, and that's the that's the service we as a podcast provide is letting people in the world know about these these terrible movies. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know we're supposed to be celebrating films, but like there's a certain point of like this movie sucks. Be- and I feel comfortable saying that because I think its message is also shitty and misogynist and like I no one needs to defend this movie. And I mean, like it's it's well crafted, but it's like it's like movie royalty made it. And yeah. so they had all the money to throw yeah. at it. And it's like, cool. It looked great. very expensive. Yeah. And again, casting Charlie Sheen is a very intentional choice. Right. Yeah. At the height of his like public breakdown and cancellation basically yeah what i was gonna ask do you know- i looked it up the timeline because i was very curious and it wasn't this came out in 2012 so this was like a little after i think when he really started like falling it was like 2009 or something so this is post but it's like it's post his his like public breakdown and everything right and it's pretty recent yeah like if this was meant to like elevate re-elevate his his character or like you know Relitigate his actions it's like really did not no. do a good job no actually i don't even think that was just what it was i think it was literally just to like feed on add on to like yeah. charlie sheen you know experience or whatever because i want to say that's what i do remember i do remember buzz around charlie sheen and him being in a movie but i didn't know it was this i thought yeah. it was completely some something separated yeah um, he never takes off his fucking sunglasses the whole movie you know, I mean, I, I would never really know, but I feel like the angle with casting him was just to be edgy. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what it felt like. I looked it up. It was 2011. So like literally probably as they're making this movie or like when they start to make this movie. Yeah. The, the glasses thing it reminded me like he's wearing these like dark tinted sunglasses the whole time. And there's a scene near the end where he takes them off briefly. And I was thinking like, oh, this is like a metaphor. He's finally going to start seeing in the light and stop like shading things. He's going to learn his lessons. But no, and he literally puts the sunglasses back on. <laughs> Hashtag winning. Hashtag tiger blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, undeservedly sweet ending. Um, I didn't like uh, uh, Jason Schwartzman's character, who was like, like your, oh. to your point, like, uh, like needlessly edgy. That was kind of his character's whole shtick. Um, Bill Murray also just why did he? Why was he here? Just there. Yeah, I have no like. Just there. All right, we can we can be done talking about this unless anybody has any final thoughts. I am ready to get outside the mind. To leave the mind. <laughs> <laughs> leave the mind. I, I want to leave. Yeah, yeah. The glimpse is all I needed. It was too much. Yeah. All right, so Macbeth wins. What? Well, I mean, Andrew. Uh... <laughs> yes. What, should we do an official vote? <laughs> Let's do an official vote. What do you vote for, D? Oh, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go Tragedy of Macbeth. Tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tragedy of Macbeth by far. Macbeth. I'm going to go... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tragedy Macbeth. Okay. 
Um, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this one, folks. Um, thanks for listening. Um, if you would like to send me hate mail, you can do that at <laughs> livedeliciouslypod at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at deliciouslypod and on IG at livedeliciouslypod. Um, hit us up, tell your friends, write strongly worded emails, all the stuff. Uh, you can also fill out your own bracket, although I'm not entirely sure where that is at the time of recording, but it will be in the show notes. Wow, transition noise. Uh, just wanted to add that you can find our bracket and fill out your own predictions at challenge.com slash A24. That's C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E dot com slash A24. Also be on the lookout. We are planning to start a letterboxed soon. We will make that announcement on our socials and you'll be able to follow us there. Thanks. Bloop. Um, thank you and have a wonderful day and stay outside the mind of Charles <laughs> Swan III. <laughs>